Today's episode was co-produced with the EPFL Entrepreneur Club, a new student association which promotes entrepreneurship on the EPFL campus through community building, entrepreneurship events, and services to startups. Over the next five weeks, we will be taking you on a journey through the Swiss Romandie to highlight the stories of students, researchers, and entrepreneurs, and find out more about all the exciting initiatives around the EPFL Lausanne. You don't need to find the right business model day one. You don't need to find the right product market fit day one. Welcome to the Swisspreneur Show, a podcast about startup stories and hands-on learnings from experienced entrepreneurs. Here's your host, Sylvan. Aldo, a very well welcome to the Swisspreneur Show. It's a pleasure to have you here today. Hey, thank you very much for having me here. You are the CEO at L2F, the company behind Giotto.ai, a platform where subject matter experts build and host high-performance machine learning applications. Your claim also says, stop coding, start AI. So we're really, it's a pleasure to have you here today. And we first want to know what actually motivated you to start your own company in the first place. Before launching the company, I was working for a multinational uh, based here in Lausanne uh, in the global strategy team. And among others, I was working a very fascinating project about reallocating, you know, uh, marketing and, and sales expenses from from some activities to others. You know, it's a, it's a company that was, you know, changing its business model over time, selling new products. So there was a lot of uh, engagement and effort uh, by the company on 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 this transformation. Okay. And um, and so I was working on this machine learning project to provide, you know, the senior management with quantitative insights on, on how to do that, you know, um, understanding better how marketing and sales expenses work and, you know, how they could be optimized so that the resources could be reallocated into, into these new uh, products that they, they were starting commercializing. And um, so one of... Uh, well, probably one of the first time I, I had the chance to present to the very senior management of the company, I was there, you know, my model tells me that I should do this and then we should do that. And you should, uh, you know, cut 50 million here and, you know, relocate this somewhere else. And the CEO of, of, of the group and some senior manager said, okay, so why? Why should I do that? Why, why should I reallocate this and this uh, uh, expenses, this and this uh, uh, sums that we're spending on these activities on, in something new? And um, and why we should rebalance that? Is there a reason behind the model? And I was very young. I, mean, I think I was twenty two or twenty one. <laughs> I was like, no, I don't know. It's just that tells me that the model the model tells me to do so. That you know that's the best configuration for your expenses. And so I came back home that night. And I was like, Jesus! I presented to a, to to the management of a company of a ninety billion company, and I couldn't explain the why behind my model. So maybe maybe I should do something about it. And I started looking at technical ways of of explaining. Uh, the behavior of deep learning models, but but not only, you know, creating what we call explainability, so understanding better the nature of your data, but also interpretability, so understanding better the way the models, machine learning models, and these you know, these models that are at the at the at the core of AI systems uh, uh, behave and why behave why they behave in such a way, and they ended up falling in love with this field of mathematics called topology, and in particular, uh, topological data analysis, which is, uh, uh, you know, the, the more um, applied version of topology into in, on, on data. 
And and I thought that there were some very interesting early ideas there. I was not an expert of topology, and I think that I'm not still today. Thanks to thanks, but thanks to my colleagues, we are making some great advancements there. But you know, I, I I thought that there were some great early ideas, and and I said maybe we should bring this field closer to machine learning. Maybe we should bring it not only on 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 the explainability on, of the data, so creating powerful uh, graph representation of high dimensional data, but also you know start using these methods and understanding why the model behaves in such a way and how the model behaves in such a way. And, and so this was the, my fundamental motivation. Then at the early stage of the company, at the beginning, we won an international competition on Kaggle. Kaggle is the global data science platform um, uh, that is owned by Google. Uh, in front of, we won this competition in front of 1,200 teams, something like this. I think it was a premiere for a Swiss team winning this international competition. So I was like, maybe we have something here. Maybe we have a good team. Um, why don't we build something something out of it? And then on the road, I realized that, you know, technology is great. Then you need to work on all the rest that, that, that are part of the company. Awesome. And you already slightly touched on it, but what's like the specific problem that you address and solve with your startup? I think that that's that's more of a of a vision that, that I think we should cover, and then we we retroactively understand what we are doing today. Um, the vision is, you know, today if you think about AI cloud providers or in general cloud providers, you see these large American tech companies being uh, being on the forefront of the innovation and also on the forefront of the of the commercial development that they where they put over the last ten years a lot of effort. So you have Amazon Web Services, you have Google Cloud, and all these, you know, Oracle as well launching and you know expanding their their cloud capabilities, but. What I see, it's very, very, very limited uh, um, amount of, of uh, European companies taking over in the space, you know, and t- taking off in the space. And I think that's a pity. And it's a pity for several reasons. The first reason is, is you know, the market. The EU cloud market is growing and it will keep growing. Okay, we see still many companies being on-prem, many software to be downloaded and hosted. That's the old way of doing of doing software, in my opinion. And so that, that's that's one aspect. We see a growing market here. But we also see not a distrust towards American players, which is which is understandable if you think about it because of the scandal in 2016 with Cambridge Analytica. Now we, we start thinking about data privacy. We start thinking about what do what these American companies do with my data. Um, um, but I think you know that there is a need for a, for an alternative to these tech players, okay? Um, and I think in Europe we are pretty behind with that. And then I think in Switzerland we have a great ecosystem for digital trust and cybersecurity. Look at all these fancy, amazing startups producing technologies, you know, to anonymize data, to process data while keeping data encrypted. You know, there, there is a lot going on there in, in encryption technologies as well. Um, and I think we could really leverage that as a company, this ecosystem, to become a leader. And that's really the objective. We want to become a leader, a global leader for uh, for uh, for AI in the cloud. And so you do this with with a set of products that that you know partially we also launched today. Not only uh, not only you know fundamental. Uh, uh, cloud capabilities, but also more sophisticated problem pro- products, which can be SaaS products that, that solve a problem end to end, but they can also be, you know, uh, more you know generic uh, tools that allow people to uh, build their own solutions without coding, which is you know the, the reason behind the motto "Stop coding, start AI." And so I think that um, you know if you think about the dream, 
what we do today is 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 start working on that dream. So we start bringing company on a platform that can be deployed on whatever cloud the customer decides to deploy it, and where we can build for the customer application using our pre-built technological components that are based on our proprietary technology. And so. If you think the way we're going to be achieving this dream is, is, is thanks to, to, to two pillars. One is robustness and interpretability driven by topology. Okay, and this is why we started with topology, because there is this missing link uh, to, to increase the trust in, in, in artificial intelligence in general. And the second one is leveraging this, this Swiss, uh, uh, Swiss brand and ecosystem that I mentioned before. So if you take these two things and you start looking at what we do today, which is you know, helping customers using our technology in a platform, on a platform, and you know, start building applications for the customers on a platform, I, I think that we are on a very good track to, to, to achieve our, our dream in the next 10 years. Awesome. And to actually achieve that vision and, and go and move towards that direction, you also need a strong team so what experience does your team bring to the table to make that happen? I think I will say something obvious, but you know, having a great team with, uh, with you, it's, it's essential. And the more the company grows and the more you see the need for, uh, for, for experience, but also talented people that, uh, that, that, that run the company with you. You don't run a company alone, in my opinion. You run it with, the, uh, with your management team. You run it with the key uh, players, with the key employees within the company that, that you know, provide uh, uh, tremendous support on, on everything. And they also take the lead on many activities. You know, the more you want to grow. I mean, we're still a relatively small company, but I see already you now with respect to, to, our, to our beginning, I see... Um, how important it is to have, you know, talented, skilled, uh, pre well prepared from a technical perspective as well, you know, uh, people around you and, and experience also play a role. I think it's very important from my, my limited experience. Uh, I see a big benefit uh, in, in having, you know, a team that has some, you know, very seasoned professionals that bring a lot of value, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience and more, you know, young and talented one that want to, you know, uh, take over the world and do everything. I think that you need both both sides. And when it's not, uh, uh, you know, when you have only one of the two, it, it's probably it's probably not optimal. At the beginning, we were only young people, and and over time we started, you know, rebalancing it, and I, and I saw incredible benefits in doing this. Let's also talk about the milestones. So, what milestones have you recently achieved with Geota.ai? First of all, we raised our Series A in 2019. It was a 3.2 million Series A, which is always a big achievement for a, for a startup that has this, you know, ambitious plan. You need you need capital to to execute those plans, and I think that was a, a big achievement for me as a as a, as a CEO and for the team. Um, but you know, in, in general, also very very important milestones for the overall company, not only for us as professionals and founders, but also for the company. Having that capital allowed us to start working things with a bit more vision, with a bit more investment in key in key functionalities and products. Um, and so lately we, we launched a bit this platform concept back in June and is having a tremendous success. We see many, many, many new customers adopting it, uh, both uh, through visual programming, which is the tool where you can build the application yourself, and also through AutoML, which is, uh, which is the, the product where you can, uh, um, when we build the product for you according to your needs, on top of the platform that we have already uh, uh, de developed and distributed. So that's um, that's a bit the, the milestone, and we see you know many many customers adopting it over over the over the, the the last the last six months, and you know we are on a track to get, to reach you know very significant recurring revenue. So 
Heredia. We are very happy with that. Perfect. That's the sweet spot where you want to get to. But actually getting there and building a company is also tough and can also have many challenges along the way. So what was the toughest challenge that you actually had to overcome with your company so far? There are several. I wouldn't say that there is only one. I think one that is essential is making people understand what you want to do. So combining the vision with the short-term strategy that can create already um, significant you know, results or, or uh, um, you, you need to show that you can also achieve uh, something on the, on the relative short-term, otherwise you, you don't raise money. So creating the right story for people to understand the sophisticated technology in a sophisticated ecosystem, in a sophisticated... Also, customers are quite sophisticated. You know, there are people that want to build artificial intelligence, applica- artificial intelligence applications, so they, 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 they probably also have some... Uh, advanced requirements. So to me was, you know, finding the right story, the right narrative around the company that was very, very difficult. Uh, And we changed a bit over time. We started, you know, very, very focused on topology. And I think topology is still at the core, but I realized that uh, we needed to add something more visionary around it and explaining better why we're doing topology. Okay. So I think that to me that that the right narrative is, 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 is clearly, is clearly a topic. Second topic, which which I which I find uh, which I found and, and I find uh, challenging, is is you know managing a team that is growing, and uh, and you know sometimes you make mistakes when you are people, and sometimes uh, not everybody is happy within an organization, and that was unusual for me. So I started uh, I started dealing with you know uh, sometimes we are wrong prof- profiles, which, which can happen. You know, it's not wrong because it's wrong overall. It's, they were wrong uh, for, for the company at that stage in that moment. And so I think that, you know, one of the things that, that really... Uh, we stabilized the company a lot over the last two years, okay? So we started with a very young team, hiring very young people. And over time, we started rebalancing it. I found a tremendous benefit from that. So we have... Uh, uh, almost zero human resources problems since, since a while. We have almost zero tension inside because we found and we invested into building a balanced team. And at the beginning, it was not clear to me how to do it. And I was thinking that, you know, having only young talents was the way. And in reality, young talents also, they need to make experience and they need to, they need to, they need to learn. They need to also uh, follow their dreams. And, you know, sometimes their dreams is not what you offer in your company at the same time. You know, so it's not only, it's not a problem. It's not a problem about these people. It's about, you know, if you have many of those and many of those have different dreams, sometimes you cannot make everybody happy. And, uh, and I think that was uh, clearly a challenge. And last but not least, but that was, I was already aware at the, at the time when I started the company that would have happened, is, you know, finding the right product market fit. So, um, play, you know, finding the right, the right business model for what you want to build and having the right product strategy for what, for your business model somehow. So, and I, I think that that was challenging, but was also very interesting where you learn a lot and it's not, you don't suffer too much, too much for me, to be honest, in particular if you're aware that is normal. Um, but I found it challenging and we sp- I spent a lot, a lot of time with my colleagues, with my team, thinking about the right product strategy and the right business model for it. And I think that the Series A really helped because we started investing in components and we started to build vision around these components. And, you know, even though sometimes maybe some, some employees or some investors, they don't see the whole picture. If you have the key employees and the key people understanding where, you, when you're, where you're going, um, that's, that, that allows everybody in the company to move forward into, into, into a scalable direction, which is at the end of the day what you want to do. You know? In particular, when you get venture capital money, you want to 
you want to you want to build a product that that you can, that can scale commercially and also in terms of features. Um, so that's the three things. Uh, if I if I, I can also recap it because I find it uh, I find it interesting. So the last one that I mentioned is is really this uh, product market fit. Then the team and having a balanced team and you know building a balanced team that was challenging in particular at the beginning and and um, and and then of course. Uh, uh, finding the right narrative for everybody. So for customers, investors, for employees, you know, having a narrative that is stable over time and that um, that can provide also a clear understanding for everybody. And I think that we still need to work a bit on the narrative, in particular for investors. Awesome. And I think also the narrative, that is also, you know, a very important part for winning over the right employees, but also then being able to actually scale a company and, and make everybody walking in the same direction. So how do you actually solve that challenge? Was there anything that really helped you to get the narrative in a good order or to really line things up to a good story that then helped you to convince employees, but also investors in the end? So first of all, I think that there is still some work to be done there. And I think that we can still improve. I don't think that the journey on the narrative is over. I think that we have a very good one. Probably we need to, now that's the, that's now the core of the narrative. And then we need to create uh, branches of this narrative for, for specific categories. For example, also within the investor community, you find different type of investors. So probably there are more experienced and techie ones that can understand your vision as is. And probably there are others that require a more simplified version. So um, I think we, we, we found the right core now of the narrative. We had a very strong narrative there. Now we need to we need to create branches probably still, and we need to work on that. And I think it's where we will invest some time as well. Uh, thinking time as well on on the management side to create branches of this narrative that to make it more understandable for cert- for certain categories. Um, how we got to this core uh, to, to this core narrative, we didn't give up and we listened to feedback. Uh, so I listened to a lot of feedbacks coming from different type of profiles, so different level of expertise, different level of machine learning knowledge, and uh, I was very open minded on that. And at the same time, I was not giving up on 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 trying trying to find the right narrative. You know, sometimes you, you may lose patience and say, ah, fuck, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not able to find exactly the way I want to tell this to everybody. Oh, people are stupid, they don't understand. It's not like this. You need to, you need to try to understand why people don't understand. And this, this was very difficult for me at the beginning because I was stu- I am stubborn. As, as, as an entrepreneur, probably, you need to be a bit stubborn. But um, I, I, on the narrative, it, it is very important to keep collecting feedback and... Uh, as an example, you know, I speak sometimes with people in my board or my investors, and we still discuss about the narrative. And sometimes they have new ideas, and I, Aldo, why don't you also frame it this way? And I'm like, Yeah, why not? Let me let me think about it. So it's being open there and and, and be patient. Be patient, and things you, you'll get where you want to go. You just need to be patient. Great tips and recommendations here. Let's also talk about tips you would give to any students that wants to go into entrepreneurship today. What comes to mind when you think about that topic? It is not it is not easy, first of all, because I, I, I haven't completed my journey as an entrepreneur. So there are, uh, I think I'm, I'm very young. I'm extremely young and I have only three years of experience with entrepreneurship. So I think uh, that I have a long way to go before being able to giving tips to, 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 my, to my fellow new entrepreneurs. For sure, you need to be patient. You need to be patient and accept that you will be wrong. Accept that also that's that's a bit basic and everybody says it, but to me, patience and convince people as well around you to be patient. 
you don't need to find the right business model day one. You don't need to find the right product market fit day one. You will need not need to find the right technology that you want to work day one. Then it, it really varies depending on the technology. If you want to build a new brand of shoes with specific characteristics, probably you can find your story, your narrative, your product matter fit very easily. If you want to build, you have, for example, you've done a PhD in a lab, a DPFL or DTH on a very sophisticated technology and you want to bring it to the market, probably it's going to be more difficult to, to think about the, reason, the right business model, in particular if the technology is, is extremely new and nobody has never brought it to the market before. So sometimes you copy others when they do the right stuff, but you know, no, it's not always possible. So I think, you know, be, be patient with yourself and, you know, I, I, give yourself the time to find the right, the right, the right, the right framework for the narrative, uh, for, for, the, for the business model, uh, the, the product market fit and so on. And, uh, and then find also, you know, in order to do this, you need time. So you need to play with your money right. So either you find investors that allow you to do this journey and take some risk, or you need to, you know, contain your cost a lot at the beginning while you do these trials before increasing your cost. So that's, that's very important, in my opinion. So having, having either someone that supports you, that gives you the money to make big tests, so like, Let's build something. Let's see how it works. If it doesn't work, we fine-tune it. Or if you don't find this money right away, you need to keep your costs as, as low as possible and try and make these trials and make these tests so that you can mitigate a bit the risk of, 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 uh, you know, of, of not being able to continue your, your work. This, this is particularly true at the very beginning. Eh? This is particularly true at the very, very, very beginning. Right. And I also think that, you know, the patience part, that's something that people often forget that it takes time to build a successful company and often expect an overnight success. And that's just not how reality looks like. So the patience part, I can only reemphasize the importance of having this patience and knowing that it will take time to have success and to build a successful big company. And I'm, I'm constantly disappointed with myself. I, I'm, I, I wanted to be, you know, 10 times uh, further with respect to where I am right. now, two years ago, I wanted to be, you know, in two years, I want to be somewhere. And now I'm, I'm not here, yeah, there yet. So I think, uh, I think it takes, yeah, patience is important. A healthy patient. Then you, you, if you do all the things right, you will also go very fast. And this is not our case yet. I think we are getting there. But, you know, there are already crazy entrepreneurship story of people, you know, that made a couple of mistakes at the beginning. And, you know, they tried different models and then they found the right one and they, they exploded, you know. There are plenty of, yeah. of, of stories like this. Exactly. And were there any resources that you can recommend to other people that want to jump into entrepreneurship at the university, as students? Any resources that come to mind? I think we have a great ecosystem for startups here in Switzerland. And if I can recommend a couple of, of organizations here, I think Venture Lab is doing a tremendous job. Uh, like really impressive, both with venture kick, really to support the, the, the initial, uh, the initial months of life of the company, and you know bringing a company from conception to, to company, um, and they also support you later with introduction to investors to to exploring markets. So I think that they have they have a very very great uh, um, great great added value that they can bring to to companies. Um, I also started a, a research project with InnoSwiss two years ago 
Um, and I liked it very much. There were some, you know, at the beginning we, we suffered a bit because it was new for everybody. It was new for the math faculty at the EPFL. It was new for uh, for us. And, and then we found the right balance and we found the right way of, of bringing this forward. And I think that if you know how to manage it, uh, it's incredible. You know, you have very, very talented postdocs working on the project and, you know, you have the, 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 the support from, you know, experienced professors in these great institutions we have in Switzerland. So InnoSwiss and, 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 and Venture Lab definitely uh, to, be, to, be, to be taken in mind when, when launching a company. And we already heard about your vision. So we know where you are going in the long-term future, but we also wonder what can we expect from you and Giotto.ai over the next 12 months? What do you have in store for us? We raise new funds uh, and uh, hopefully that's going to be the, the beginning of uh, the growth and scale up, uh, fast scale up phase of, of the company. Now we heard a lot about your company, but people are also curious to learn more about you as a person. So we have three additional rapid fire questions. And I just start with the first one. What's a surprising fact that people don't know about you? I don't even have a bachelor. Perfect. I think that's awesome. Did you ever feel that this is actually something that is limiting your entrepreneurial career in any way? Uh, not for the time being. And, uh, you know, I'm surrounded by people that, you know, combined probably they have 200 years of studies together. So <laughs> I'm very well surrounded. Both the CTOs and my co-founders are... Uh, just incredible from a technical standpoint. So I can, uh, when I when I find myself in the position where I don't un, I don't understand something or I don't have a strong intuition, I can always leverage a, a great, talented, and you know also knowledgeable team. So right. that's that's, that's how I do it. And who do you admire the most? Who do I admire the most? Um, that's uh, that's not an easy question. Um, do people from books count? I mean, people that did sure, that. Sure, yeah, right? of course. Looking, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really like um, the character of Siddhartha in in the book from Hermanes. Uh, I think it uh, represents very well the journey of, of a human being. Um, I like it. I don't know if it's a it's a source of inspiration some, somehow. Fantastic. And the last one for you today, what is one of the things that you would put on your bucket list that you definitely want to do before you die? I have a funny answer and a serious one. I started playing tennis some years ago and I'm losing all games with all my friends that are more experienced than me, like all of them. It's, I'm a winner, I like to win, so I'm so disappointed. So before dying, I need to build, I need to beat all this set of friends that are, beat, are beating me at tennis today. I think that's, that's a good answer. Fantastic. I think that's the perfect point to end the show. Thank you so much, Aldo, for taking the time. It was a pleasure talking to you and for taking us on this journey. And we wish you and your company all the best for the future and are curious to hear, see, and read more about Giotto.ai and your future fundraising round. Thank you very much and all the best to you and your organization uh, for this very nice uh, activity that you're running with entrepreneurs here in Switzerland. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, you can support us by rating our show on Apple Podcasts. This way, we can reach an ever-growing number of aspiring entrepreneurs.